Welcome to the Fifth Quarter Podcast. My name's Rick Samprin. It was a dismal showing for the Tiger Cats in Toronto. Not only does Hamilton lose the game 17-16 on a missed extra point, quarterback Dane Evans got hurt. Yeesh! The Fifth Quarter Podcast starts now. We've been talking Tiger Cats football for over 50 years. Welcome to the Fifth Quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. <sighs> man, oh man, what a way to lose a ball game on a missed extra point. Now, listen, there was a lot of things that happened before the missed XP. <laughs> oh, wow. That's not the way you want to lose a football game. Losing by one against your arch rival in a game in which you didn't play particularly well but still had a chance to win. Your quarterback gets hurt. The O-line plays a, their worst possible game of the season, and that's saying a lot. Your third stringer really is now your starting quarterback unless Jeremiah Masoli comes back next week. You're under 500 after week six of the CFL season. Uh, for a team that was a Grey Cup favorite, who, oh, by the way, is hosting the Grey Cup later on this year, that was not a good result for the Tiger Cats. 17-16, the final. That one's going to hurt. Now, at the end of the day, this team should be still considered a playoff and Grey Cup contender. And I say should be because it's going to depend on who's throwing the football. And to me, I mean, that injury to Dane Evans did not look good. Whether it's a hip, a hip pointer, I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. And that's too bad, because Dane Evans is my player of the game today. And he wasn't spectacular, but he was gutsy. He showed me something. He had a fire in his belly. He wanted to win tonight. And maybe, just maybe, if he did not get hurt, this team would have pulled out the victory. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Your thoughts on tonight's game. Disastrous? Just a little pothole? Or something in between? Send me an email, rick at 900chml.com. You can make your voice heard on Twitter. The Twitter handles, use the hashtag fifth quarter at AM900CHML at Rick Samprin. We are also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. You can also chime in there as well. And I was telling producer Ben that this might be a spirited fifth quarter. Just on not only the way they lost, but the fact that Dane Evans may not see the field for quite a while. Now, I'm just speculating. It might not be a season ender or a six-game injured list lander, if you will, but that did not look good. Uh, we're going to be live until 11.30 tonight, so plenty of time for you to call in, tweet, email, send us a line on Facebook Live. But let's start on the phones, and as we usually do, Dave is number one on the docket. Dave, good evening. How are you? Heartbroken. <laughs> yeah, that's saying it. 
Yeah. Um, look, they came out flat for starters. Uh, they got beat up on the lines. Um, yeah, I mean, let's let's go over here with now. First of all, the receivers have done an admirable uh, 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 an admirable job, but their yard after catch is terrible. You know, they're, they're they throw it, they go one or two yards. These guys aren't. Well, they're not, they're not guys like Addison and uh, Posey and Banks for a reason. I mean, that's one thing, okay? Uh, you can put Dane Evans' injury on whoever put that offensive line together because it's clearly not good enough. Poor guy ran for his life all night. And eventually, I, I hate to say this, but with that offensive line, this was bound to happen sooner or later, unfortunately. Um, well, it happened to Jeremiah Masoli, so it's already right. happened once and now it's happened again. Exactly, so... This is this is this this is what really gets me. This is the most you know. I mean, you can yeah. There's a lot of important things, but if you don't have an offensive line, it's tough to win. And uh, you know, I'm gonna beat up on the kicker because I said to my wife before he went to kick it. Honest to God, Rick, he's gonna miss it, and he did. Oh my! Uh, I have no faith in this guy. I really don't. Anybody can. If someone wants to make excuses for him, that's fine. But I don't buy. You know, it's just not good enough. Just not good enough. Um, so, yeah, very disheartened. I mean, there's a lot of injuries on this team, and now there's more, which isn't going to help. But um, it, it, it's just uh, heartbreaking this, to see this team that uh, was doing so good, then a pandemic hits. You know, you got to wonder if the Cats, you know, a year with Kolaris going down, you got to wonder if these guys aren't cursed. I mean, it's just uh, it's terrible. But, yeah, it, it's... it's um, it is what it is. These guys, just, uh, you know, this offensive line is a concern. Uh, they came out flat, and the receivers is, was is, as good as the job these guys are doing. They're they're not they're not top guys, and, and you know, if anybody out there who wants to look at the yard after catch will soon, soon find out they can catch a ball, go a yard or two most of the time, and that's it. And that's hard to win that way too. You got to get your receivers to go. Uh, farther when they get the ball to make some yards. They got outplayed. They got they got beat fair and square tonight. But uh, you know they almost pulled it off, which would have been a miracle if they could have even got out of there with a tie of all the disaster. I hope Dane Evans uh, can be back. Um, you know, like I say, he didn't look good to me. His emotional state said a lot to me uh, on the sideline more than uh, you know. I, I think it was more emotional than pain. I mean. He just looked like he was knew his fate. Let's hope I'm wrong. And Mazzoli, maybe, uh, you know, he's got the potential to do great things if he's healthy. And But, I mean, who can really, until they address that offensive line and, and this kicker, I, I, I don't see, you know, I don't see a lot of hope and uh, very, uh, very disappointed. I mean, things can turn around, but uh, I don't, at this point, right tonight, I don't, I don't really see it. You make a lot of great points, Dave. Who is your player of the game tonight? I, I agree with you. Look at Dane Evans. He put himself out there, and he paid the price ultimately. He certainly did, and let's hope he is back. Although, yeah, as you said, uh, you know, considering the expression on his face and probably the news that he got and the severity of the injury, A, you know, he wanted to go back and help his team, but B, he was obviously told, you know, this is too serious for you to continue to play tonight. we got to have... You know, another look at it, a second opinion, or at least an in-depth analysis of what uh, happened to you. Um, but yeah, his face said it all, and it's too bad. Yeah, and really, it's it's a heartbreaking. I mean, this this organization, Bob Young, this city uh, doesn't deserve this. We we are, are a football town, and uh, 
we just had a lot of bad luck, and uh, it's it, I feel I feel bad for everybody, you know, out there. That's a Thai Cat Nation and Thai Cat Nation. Agreed, Dave. Appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you. You too, Rick. Bye bye. That is uh, Dave up the hop as he usually is. I'm sure Dave two, three, and sometimes four will also call into the program and. Um, yeah, this is one of those wins where I think at the end of the season, or at least towards the end of the season, you look back and think, man, if we just had those two points, you know, how much better or how much higher in the standings could we be? Jim on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, says, I'm speculating, but Dane's injury looks like a hip problem. Hopefully Masoli is healthy for next game. Lots of grit in this team. Never say never. Bring back Haralahu, player of the game, Toronto's Oakman. And that's a good choice. And, you know, I credit Jim for, you know, nominating an Argonaut, even though it's really hard to do. But Sean Oakman was good tonight. He had a couple of tackles, a couple of sacks. Eli Harold with a couple of sacks for the Toronto D. Toronto's defense played well. Uh, Hamilton's offense did not play very good. Hamilton's D, I thought, was pretty good tonight. A couple of turnovers. One was fortunate, but sometimes, you know, you got to be good to be lucky in the interception off the deflection in the end zone by Tunde Adelike. I mean, he was in position. Cariel Brooks in that interception, which led to the game almost tying touchdown, um, was you know in great position. Adelike almost had another one. Yeah, the Ticats gave up a couple of big plays at the start of the game, namely the you know the big touchdown, the forty yarder from uh, Foster. But other than that, the Ticats defense played well. This was a game in which the offense didn't execute at the start. They were flat coming out. And plain and simple, Hamilton did not deserve the win tonight. Allen on Twitter using the hashtag fifth quarter, I could blame the kicker, but there's no point. No pun intended. Our own line had more holes than a box of donuts tonight. Chalk up the L and see you next week. Hashtag fifth quarter, that email from Allen. The, the O-line struggled mightily tonight. And mightily might be an understatement. Uh, total sacks tonight. I think the Argos ended up with four. Yes, they did. Four sacks for the Argonauts tonight. A big, speaking of donuts, a big donut in the sack column for the Tiger Cats tonight. Back to the phones we go. Vic has called into the fifth quarter. Vic, good evening. How are you? How about How are you? Uh, you know what? It, this was a stinker tonight. Yeah, that's for sure. The kicking game, we're not going to talk about that. The field goal department's atrocious. But anyways, the one point I want to make, I've been watching CFL for probably 50 years now. Anyways, minute 32 left. I'm saying we missed a convert. Okay, fine. and Well, not fine and dandy. But anyways, I'm saying kick the ball deep. The defense stops. We get the ball back with about a minute left. Sure, what did we do? We stopped them, but we got the ball around our 20. We marched. That last play, Dunbar caught that long bomb. If we would have kicked off on the, instead of going for the onside kick, we would have had the ball in game-winning field position with that last play or the play before. Anyways, I, I was at a game in Winnipeg. A minute 32 in the CFL is an eternity. I was at a game, sorry, in I, the old Iverwin Stadium, down by 16 points against Winnipeg. Two minutes and 30 seconds left. Don Jonas was the quarterback. Winnipeg scored 17 points in two and a half minutes. So I don't know why with a minute 32 we did not kick it deep, pin him deep near the goal line, 20-yard line, whatever. Field position on that play by going for the onside kick, how much yards did we lose? Anyways, that's, you know, I'll get your thoughts on that. I would have I would have played for the field position. And I know you try onside kick maybe if there's like 10 seconds left, 20 seconds, 
but we had a minute 32 left. There was that's an eternity in the CFL. I'll tell you, I'll just see what you have to say about that. And well, b- before you go, Vic, let me get your player of the game, and then I'll, I'll, rest- I think, I'll respond uh, to your Dane Evans, obviously, for his heart. He's a warrior. I think if he could have came on and kicked that convert, he would have tried if he could have done it. And he probably would have made it too. Appreciate yeah. the call, appreciate the call, Vic. And here's my thoughts on the onside kick. And and I agree with Vic because 92 seconds in the CFL is a long time. You kick off, you force the Argos into a two and out, and you get the ball maybe at around your 40 yard line, maybe the 30 if it's a big punt. Boris Beatty is a strong leg. You're certainly not receiving the punt on the goal line. And then bringing it back to what was it, the 15 or the 18 or whatever it was. I mean, you kick it deep. Let's say Toronto returns it to the 30 even. You're getting the football in much better field position, at least with the return. And with Frankie Williams back there, who knows? I agree with Vic. A minute 32 is no time for an onside kick. Hey, listen, I understand... The Ticats offense was on the field. The Argos defense was a little tired there. And maybe they're thinking, okay, we get this onside kick. We'll put a little more pressure on the Argos D. They're kind of wearing thin. I, I don't think it was the right move. Don't think it was the right call. And I, we can all second guess. Hindsight's twenty twenty, of course. But, um, yeah, I, I would have kicked it deep. I would have kicked off. Not the time for an onside kick. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. To comment on tonight's game, give me your player of the game. We will anoint our fifth quarter fan of the night. Uh, Before all is said and done, we'll also highlight the big play of the game. You can send me your thoughts on email, rick at 900chml.com, on CHML's Facebook page. We're broadcasting live, as we usually do here on the fifth quarter, and on Twitter as well, at am900chml. At Rick Zamprin. Brad writes on CHML's Facebook page, A whole team seemed blah. No real enthusiasm. It seemed even from Coach O, Evans, player of the game, the only guy that seemed to want it. And Patrick writes, Very disappointed with the O-line. The need to protect the QB better. Our third string needs to get to Evans or Masoli standards ASAP. If not, hopefully one of them will be back soon. Or I'm concerned about the season. Player of the game, the defense for keeping the game close. And uh, that is a a good pick, because the D, I thought, was good. Not spectacular, but certainly kept uh, the uh, Argos at bay for most of the night. I mean, if you can hold an opponent to 17 points, you should win more often than not. Just tonight, uh, the Ticats did not show up in the first quarter at all. And um, they were really lucky. It, you know, it, it wasn't uh, 21 to 7 at one point. Uh, you know, the interception by Delacay in the end zone uh, kept it a one-score game going into halftime. It could have been 20 or 21-7 to 7 for the Argos going into the half, so that was a key moment. And, uh, you know, the defense held its own, so full marks to the D tonight. It could have been a little bit better at times, but, uh, hey, they uh, they played pretty well tonight. Your thoughts on tonight's game? I, I do have a concern about the injury situation, and how can you not? I mean, you see Dane Evans go down with what looks like a hip Injury, maybe a hit pointer, and if it is, that could be a few games, if not the rest of the year. Those things can be really serious. I mean, just ask Bo Jackson. That was a, a life changer for him. Um, but Masoli's still hurt. If he's back next week, okay, I feel a little bit better. But if he's not, uh, you're down to David Watford. 
and that's probably not a good feeling. You know, full credit to Watford coming in tonight on extreme short notice. Hasn't got any really first-team reps uh, in practice, and he goes 6 for 10 for 78 yards. And, you know, I thought looked okay. But if he's starting a game and he's playing 60 minutes, I'm not expecting him to be spectacular. And considering where the Ticats run game is, where the O-line is, that could spell disaster. Here's what else is concerning me is all the other injuries. Brandon Banks doesn't play tonight. Addison, Posey, uh, Van Zyl, all on the six-game injured list. Um, when are they going to be back? Are they going to be back? You know, this team has some serious injury issues, and that's not news because you know, those guys have been hurt for pretty much the whole season, aside from Banks, who just landed on the injured list. Who's your player of the game? Your thoughts on tonight's game? Uh, Argos 17-6 victory at BMO Field tonight. Let's go back to the phones. Joe has called into the fifth quarter. Good evening, Joe. Thanks for calling. Hey, no problem. How are you doing? I'm, uh, you know, flummoxed. Yeah. I, I usually email you, but I thought I'd have to call today. I was, unfortunately, I actually went to this game. I was at the Montreal game as well, and I was right behind the bench, and I saw Evans Masoli came by, and the way Masoli reacted, it's definitely not good news. And then the coach came by shortly after that. So this is uh, not a good feeling to have. Um, again, like everyone else is saying, I thought the O-line was real bad and obviously the kicker. We need to get a new kicker of some sort. Uh, we can't keep hoping that this guy is going to hit at least one or two per game. Um, my player of the game, I guess I'd have to give to Evan just because, like everyone else is saying again, he actually had heart and played our defense played well as well but i gotta give it to evans for the player of the game so you were behind the ticats bench tonight yes did you get the sense at the start of the game that they were completely flat because that's how it looked like on the tube tonight you know what there was a huge crowd full of us in a group with the cowbells everything was going and like i said you heard the coach give his little pep speech and evans was pumped up and a couple other guys but a lot of them looked like they were sleeping i just it didn't feel like a game it felt like you're out of practice yeah, that just can't happen. Not not at the pro level. Not with a rivalry game. Uh, not with a two-game winning streak on the line. That's really hard to hear. Especially the game we saw last week, Labor Day. Like they came out, everyone was playing 100, percent and then they just come out like a whole different team. Uh, I'm hoping Addison's coming back at some point. I'm hoping the six. I think the six-game injury list. They should be off next game technically if it's only six games out, but. We need somebody back. We can't just trust Ackland here, and it, it, it's starting to show. Yeah, there, there's no game-breakers on the field, aside from maybe Sean Thomas Erlington, but they don't run the ball enough for him to be a game-breaker. Joe, really and appreciate it, the call. I'm, And one more thing, I maybe they should just put Williams at receiver or even put him as quarterback and just see what happens. Like, what's the worst that can come out of this, right? Well, yeah, that's a good point, too. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> throw throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. Exactly, and hope for the best, right? Have a good night, Eric. You too. Thanks, Joe. Um, yeah, listen, this is, uh, you know, if, if Evans is gone for any considerable amount of time and Masoli's not back, and of course we don't know Masoli's status, he was on the sidelines tonight, obviously not in uniform as he's still on the injured list. Um, if he's back, okay, I think we can, I think we can breathe a little bit easier knowing that we kind of know what we have in Jeremiah. I mean, some, some games we still kind of wonder but we have a good sense of what he brings to the table. And more often than not, it's it's pretty good. 
But with Watford, we really don't know. He hasn't had that starting opportunity game in and game out in this league. So that is a really big question mark for a team that is considered a Grey Cup favorite. I'm not sure I want to live or die with David Watford, a quarterback, at this point. But Joe brings up a good point in terms of game breakers. You know, Poppy White uh, tonight had you know a good game. Uh, another game in which he scored a touchdown, a um, a thirty nine yarder. But aside from that, you know, Tim White, you know, had some catches. He had four catches, fifty five yards, but nothing of the game breaking variety. Stephen Dunbar, two catches, forty eight yards. Not really any game breakers. Jalen Acklin, five receptions, 48 yards. He had 20 yak yards on that one catch late in the game. But again, you know, nothing to the extent that is going to worry an opposing defense. A lot of these guys are possession receivers unless you really change the focus of your offense and open it up. And I know there was a lot of intermediate and a lot of deep passes tonight. I shouldn't say a lot of deep passes. There were more deep passes than I think we saw on Labor Day. You know, Labor Day and against Montreal, there was a lot of, you know, bubble screens, quick hitches, dumps over the middle, uh, you know, three-step drops. Dane Evans was getting rid of the ball. Tonight, he was waiting. Number one, that time evaporated rather quickly, and he paid the price ultimately a little later on in the game. But you got the sense that the receivers were not getting that separation. And they weren't getting open. And Dane was holding onto the ball and holding onto the ball and waiting and either running for his life or throwing an incomplete pass. Uh, Dane's stat line, by the way, 19 of 27, so it's 70% completion percentage, which is very much respectable. 192 yards, a TD, and an interception. Nick Arbuckle, by the way, 23 of, 50, 23 of 37, um, 236 yards, one TD, and two interceptions. One of the big differences in this ballgame tonight was the run game, or at least the non-existent run game for the Ticats. Save for the 21-yard touchdown run by Sean Thomas Erlington, uh, you take that out of the mix, he had three carries for seven yards. End of the game, four for 28. Dane Evans is the leading rusher for the Ticats tonight. Three carries, 32 yards. Many of those just scrambles, not designed runs. On the other side of the football, Toronto ran the ball and ran the ball effectively. John White was really good, especially at the start of this game. They came out running. They wanted to set the tone. They wanted to establish a ground game to open up the passing game. And it did just that. He had 12 carries for 84 yards. Those early runs kept the Ticats D on their toes. Uh, So much so that the Foster was a shovel pass that almost looked like a run, and he went for 40 yards. And it was, you know, 14-0 for the Argos early in the second quarter. And really, the Ticats did not look like they were in this game. Now they got the interception. They scored the touchdown uh, to make it 14-7. Or at least those things came in the reverse. The touchdown came first. They got the interception. But there wasn't really a sense until really Thomas Erlington hit the end zone that this Ticats team was doing anything dangerous on offense. That's despite the exploits of Dane Evans tonight. D.J. Foster for the Argos, three um, receptions for 63 yards. And that long TD, 
Ricky Collins Jr., eight catches for 60 yards. Eric Rogers, four for 56. And DeVars Daniels, two for 22. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Your thoughts on tonight's game? Vote for your player of the game. You can send me an email, rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter at am900chml at Rick Zamprin. Got an email to read before we go back to the phones after the break. If you followed all that, let's get to the email first. This one is from Anthony. Uh, he writes, well, Rick, if that wasn't the most poorly executed game of the season, I don't know what was. Offense couldn't get anything rolling. Evans was running for his life again. And once again, our run game was non-existent. This just goes to show that without any of our top three receivers, we can't do a thing. Defense kept up in this game, honestly thought we would lose 40-10. to 10. We were very lucky Arbuckle can't make a deep ball to save his life. Lots of work on next week. I hope Dane is okay. Trade Masoli for an O-lineman. And Milo on Ottawa. A kicking game is rough. Cost us a shot at the win. Oski Wiwi. Well, I'm not sure, Anthony, that we're trading Dane Evans at this, or Jeremiah Masoli at this point, because the status of Dane Evans is very much in the air. And if he's gone for a considerable amount of time, which I think he's going to be, and that's pure speculation, um, man, you need you need Masoli. This team might need him like they've never needed him before. And, you know, this team went into the season saying that, yeah, we're going to use both these quarterbacks. We may have to use both these quarterbacks. Well, now we're, you know, we've seen one guy for two games. We've seen another guy for two and three quarters of a game. And uh, the third stringer for a little bit as well. Let's just hope that, you know, fingers crossed, Missoli is good enough because I don't think uh, Evans is healthy enough to come on in. 17-16, the final in favor of the Argonauts tonight. Hamilton drops to 2-3. and three. Their two-game winning streak has been snapped. The Argos in first in the East after week six. Their record is 3-2. and two. This is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Big thanks to Lance and the gang at Eastgate Ford for jumping on board as sponsor once again. We really appreciate the sport. Uh, 905-645-3221 is the number to call. You can also dial star 9900 on your cell to get in on the action. The comment on tonight's Ticats loss. Vote for your player of the game as well. Send us a tweet. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at AM900CHML at Rick Samprin. We're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. Have some comments to get to there as well. And uh, you can send me an email as well, rick at 900chml.com. Before we get any more reaction, uh, Steve Milton from the Hamilton Spectator has sent out a tweet which reads, Dane Evans told Ticats he couldn't go back in because he knew he couldn't plant and throw. Hip injury possibly? Says it's the first time ever at any level he's come out of a game. So that uh, tells you a lot in a nutshell in terms of I think the severity of the injury that he just could not go back in. Jim on Twitter writes, I don't think that could have gone worse. Evans and kicker injured, terrible D-line, terrible O-line, and I have no faith in our kicker. Props to Erlington and Watford for punching it in to almost tie it. A delicate for player of the game. Uh, Evil Doctor, I love the handle on Twitter. I'll make my comment in a form of a, of a GIF, and he's got... Uh, internal screaming uh, as his gif. And uh, yes, I, you know, if, if you want to scream internally, you have every prerogative to do so. 
Um, just, uh, you know, don't don't go overboard, I guess, is uh, my recommendation. Uh, Jimmy on Twitter says, hey, Rick, uh, my thoughts, crazy game. It was great effort to try to stay in the game, but not enough. Dane getting injured changed the game. Let's hope he's not out for long. I have to give credits to the Ticats D. They tried to keep us in the game. Oski wee wee. Always. 1716 Argos over the Thai Cats. Let's uh, go back to the phones. Manny has called into the program. Manny, good evening. How are you? Hey, Rick. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm a little perplexed tonight. Yeah, I can. I know. I know the feeling, buddy. But as a hey, nice to be back and uh, talking about CF, the CFL, anyways, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, your thoughts on tonight's game? You know what? Uh, they came out flat, like most, uh, most fans have said, right from the uh, get go. And it's just, uh, aside from Evans, they weren't in. But what I thought was kind of uh, ironic, I thought might hurt us in that, because as we all know, uh, kicking is such an important facet of the CFL game. And earlier on, before the season started, we heard a lot about a lot of regulars coming back, and we were deep in receiving and all that. But we didn't hear a lot of talk about the kicking game and who we had potentially for kickers. And I think we're starting to see now how really important that is to the, to the Canadian game. So I just want to keep it short and sweet today, and uh, definitely Dane Evans for player of the game. Awesome stuff. Thanks for the call, Manny, and uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. You as well, buddy. Uh, another vote for Dane Evans. He's up to six and clearly leading the pack, and it's, uh, you know, he didn't have an outstanding game in terms of, you know, statistics and, and production and touchdowns, but uh, I and obviously, you know, a few other people really liked the gutsiness that he showed, especially just before he was getting hurt. He would just not be denied in terms of uh, him scrambling, trying to get first downs, making some throws. Dane was good tonight. Obviously not good enough, but at least he showed me some heart and some will and some passion and uh, that you know hunger to win. Uh, just could not get uh, over the hump, obviously. Brad on CHML's Facebook page says, Onside kick, bad call. Not going for the two-point conversion, really bad call. Uh, you know, actually, producer Ben was asking me, hey, do you go for two points? And I said, no, you kick the extra point. <laughs> well, if you can kick the extra point, you would kick the extra point. Uh, that's just, uh, you know, something that's unacceptable, really. At this, at, at this level of the sport, to kick an extra point, and I know it's not as easy as it used to be, but still, you gotta make you got to make that kick. Bruce on CHML's Facebook page says, A nail-biter of a game. One play could have changed the outcome. Still love my cats. Thanks, Rick, as always, for hosting the fifth quarter. Player of the game, the fans that made the trip to Toronto to watch the game. Have a great weekend to all. There was actually uh, quite a few Ticats fans at BMO Field, as there usually is, whether it was at the Dome or at Old Exhibition Stadium or at BMO Field. Ticats fans travel very, very well. So, yeah, tip of the cap to all Ticats fans who made the trip to the T-Dot. Uh, email from Tom who says the Cats made the same mistake the Bombers made three weeks ago. After an easy home victory, they let down in the away rematch. The Argos outplayed the Cats throughout and only a superb effort by the defense in the second half and a solid last-minute drive gave them a chance to come up with a win. Player of the game, Evans, under pressure all night. He almost pulled off a win. Problems, kicking game and offensive line, Good news, defense solid after a slow start. That email again from Tom in Guelph. Let's get to one more email before we get back to the phones. And this one is from Lisa, who writes, Greetings, Rick. Damn angry about this loss. First of all, the crew working the game, idiots, need to clean out their eyes. 
tons of holding, high tackles, etc. by Toronto. No calls. I am 4,000 miles away, and I could see them all. Also, I have a question. Masoli was on a one-game injury last week, yet not dressed for this game. Dane looks like a hip pointer injury. Fingers crossed, nothing worse. All in all, a bad luck loss. On the upside, very good halftime adjustments by the defense. Going to forget about this one as fast as I can. Player of the game, Dane Evans. Guy has one hell of a big heart. That one from, uh, actually, Stephen in Penticton, B.C., using Lisa as his email alias. And one more message on uh, Facebook Live before we get back to the phones. This one from Mary Ann, who says, Why did Williams run up the middle so much? Why not sidelines? And let's get Lirum back as kicker. He was cut in the NFL. Is he still available? Uh, as for Williams, you know, as as you know, special teams plays are designed. Um, and, you know, if he's looking at the design and looking at the Argos return team, he might see something. And, you know, his first couple of steps are obviously the most important ones. That's going to set him on that trajectory to do what he's going to do best. Um, yeah, there wasn't a lot of, you know, going to the sidelines. They did try a little bit trickery, but obviously Ternowski could not uh, turn that uh, lateral pass from Williams into anything big. Uh, they tried some things, but obviously did not work uh, tonight on special teams. Certainly did on Labor Day, that's for sure. And as far as Lerum Haralahu is concerned, so he was recently cut by the Dallas Cowboys, as most of our listeners uh, know. We talked about this on Labor Day as well, and I think even the week before. Uh, he's still, he's still, you know, in the NFL circles, if you will. He's not attached to another team unless he signed, you know, quite recently. But I haven't seen or heard of anything. Uh, he's going to stay down there until. Yeah, probably a couple weeks into the NFL season because, you know, as we know in the National Football League, kickers, when they don't produce, they don't stick around a whole heck of a lot longer after they don't produce. So he is anticipating, or at least maybe even hoping, that uh, another player doesn't do so well so he can uh, be employed by another team. We all know he's a super talented guy. And uh, he was uh, a very good kicker for the Tiger Cats, uh, that is for sure. Hey, let's go to Joe on the phone line, who is called in of the fifth quarter. Joe, go ahead. How are you? Hey, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Finally got my voice back from Labor Day. Uh, so, you know, it's all good. A uh, couple couple things I noticed from tonight's game, like numerous people have commented, the team looked so lethargic today, like zero energy right from the get-go. Um, which was kind of disappointing, uh, you know, following, you know, big Labor Day win, uh, energy of, you know, two-game uh, winning streak against uh, the East, more importantly. Um, offensive line from the hop this season has been atrocious. Uh, constantly, I was watching the game again, Okafor was getting, I believe it's Okafor, correct? Yeah, K-Okafor, uh, yeah. Yeah, he was getting beat time and time again, uh, which was driving me nuts. Um, we have uh, 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 Erlingson in our backfield, but he's not getting nearly enough touches. But And when he gets the touches, there's no holes for him because our line is so bad. Um, let's see, what other points do I have to quickly make, my friend? Kicking game? Uh, yeah, if you need a kicker, uh, I'll come kick because I surely couldn't do any worse. And uh, to touch on another point uh, that was made, uh, when we scored that touchdown to make it a one-point game, I turned to my buddy and I said, you know what, I go for two here. You know, where, where we start, three or five-yard line. You got uh, Sean Thomas in the backfield with Watford, who's a running quarterback. You got a couple great options, and you could have went for the lead, right, instead of putting the ball on a, a kicker that has shown he's not reliable's foot. My buddy is like, no, no, you got to go for the tie. I'm like, he's going to miss it, and sure as hell, he misses it. So a little disappointed uh, as a whole. 
Um, Injury-wise, people have said so many injuries we're facing. I was kind of curious with uh, Addison and, and Posey down why we didn't reach out to like uh, Neyman Roosevelt, uh, uh, Arsenal, a couple of, uh, as you used the term earlier, game breakers. Uh, these guys are known veteran game breakers. They would have definitely would take the limelight off of Speedy because I've noticed that uh, with our lack of experience in our young receiving core, Speedy's getting so much attention and he's, he's not able to do his thing so far this year. Um, lastly, uh, sorry, long-winded here. Uh, last thing I was going to say was uh, player of the game for me is a delicate. He had that crucial pick. Plus, he actually had a really strong game. If you, you go back and you watch, he had a couple great plays, a couple knockdowns, and he was all over the field making some phenomenal plays. I uh, really love him as safety, actually. Hey, Joe, great call, great points. Uh, you know, all uh, check marks in, in that column for sure, and especially Tunde Adelike, who's, I think, one of the top safeties in the league. He had six tackles tonight, that crucial INT that, you know, kept it a one-score game. So full marks on the call tonight. Thanks a lot. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. You as well. Thank you. Good call from Joe. He could he could just be our fifth quarter fan of the night. You'll have to stay tuned. Email from Steve, who writes, Totally agree with caller Vic. Kick the ball deep after the final score. Uh, onside kick is a terrible decision, as was the lack of clock management at the end of the first half. Looked like our guy was out of bounds in the previous play, but they wound it and the time ran out. Got to question that and know what's up. Should have managed two or three more plays. Instead, they mismanaged it. A field goal going into halftime could have changed the game. I don't blame our kicker. He got iced when the Argo was injured on that final TD. He stood around thinking about it. Also, not to have a coach's challenge left with two minutes to go when Argos committed obvious pass interference on the one-yard line. We ended up scoring on the next few plays, but that just bailed out the poor coaching. That email from Steve from Stony Creek. Let's get to one more email before we get back to the phones. And this one is from Steve. Oski Wee Wee Salutation, Sir Rick. The Tiger Cats appeared quite flat on the offensive side of the ball and the uh, on the O-line issues. Uh, seemed to be creeping back in again. The defense kept it close tonight. I'd love to see offensive point production ramped up on a per-game basis. If the offense can manufacture 21 points or more per game on their own merit, we are going to win the vast majority of games. We can't rely on the defense to make the winning edge every game. Player of the game, Dane Evans. That's email again from Steve. All right, back to the phones we go. Let's go to Brian at the top of the deck. Brian, good evening. Welcome to the fifth quarter. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Yeah, pretty good. Um, I like to take the blame off the offensive line and, and put it on the whole game plan. There was way, in my opinion, there was way too many deep balls. And you can't expect the line to hold hold the, the rush off for that long. I don't know why they didn't try to go to a shorter passing game to take the heat off the offensive line, especially with the younger receivers so it's easier for them to get open on a short pass and run the ball more run the ball right up the middle we didn't seem to run the ball forward it was always on an angle like the receiver giving it to a receiver if we don't trust our running back to to run a regular running play then maybe we need to go to an import running back well, I'm not sure that is entirely the issue what we saw what that worked very well on Labor Day was the jet sweep uh, whether it yeah, was Banks know, or somebody else. Work, but th- they were ready for it today. So we should have went back to a, a, a regular running game. Like, 
don't, don't didn't you think that D- Dane Evans was running for his life? Yeah, because the offensive line had to hold their blocks for forever and ever for him to be able to throw the ball deep downfield. I don't know why they wouldn't go to a short passing game and then go back to the deep passes. But they just seemed to want to throw the ball deep all game, in yeah. my opinion. And no, no, you're right. And and yeah, it was intermediate and, you know, a few deep throws and they didn't commit to the run early, whereas the Argos did, and that really set up the pass later on and exposed the Ticats D. They got their points early and they, you know, not not necessarily cruised the rest of the way, but uh, they held on for the victory. I, I thought our defense, I think they played great all season long. And like I said, I'm not blaming the offensive line. I think it was the it was the whole game plan. I, I don't know what it is about the deep ball this year, but they all see, they always seem to want to go for the home run throw, and it's just it's a hard pass to complete. And if you don't make it, then your defense comes right back on the field again. Yeah, two and outs. It's amazing is, how well they're playing after all the time they're on the field, except yeah, for last week. Two and outs is not the defense's friend, that's for sure. Brian, who's your uh, player of the game tonight? Uh, that's a hard one. Can I give it to the whole defense? You certainly can. That'll be two oh. votes for the whole D. Okay, thank you. All right, have a good night. Brian calling in of the fifth quarter. Let's go to Grant, who's also been on hold for a little bit while, a, a little while. so we will uh, say thank you to Grant for holding on. Grant, go ahead. Hi, Rick. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm, I'm in good company here, stuck in uh, construction on the QEW, heading back from the game. Uh, I just wanted to say I, I actually agree with the last caller. Um, I, I was going to disagree with a lot of other people in saying that uh, – I thought our offensive line played a pretty good game. Uh, they, that's asking a lot of them to try and hold that D off for this lo- for as long as they had to. And Toronto's defense was, uh, they played a really good game. Got to give credit where credit is due. They had our number this game. They knew everything to look for. They had us on sweeps and all the things that have worked in the past. And we tried to employ a lot of this, uh, the same kind of plays in this game. It wasn't working. Dane Evans, I, I can tell you right now, I'd, I'd give him a, uh, I give him my pick of the game. He he played with all the heart as far as I'm concerned. He was trying to make everything happen, whether it was, uh, you know, by way of his feet or trying for those deep passes, trying to make something happen. And, and I would always give credit to the D. That's why my voice isn't what it should be right now. But uh, Simone had a great game again. I think the defense did play a really good game. Biggest disappointment for me was uh, – not going for two points. I, I haven't been able to get over this since I left uh, BMO Field. To be honest, it's uh, we, we've we've lost both our our quarterbacks right now, and I happen to think Watford is a great backup. Um, I, I just don't understand. You to me, mentally, you took it away from them instead of going for two points. There, you you, you tried with our kicker, which we all know we're lacking in that department right now. I, I wasn't really surprised we hit hit the uprights. In fact, I was I was on my feet thinking we're either going to miss this entirely or, you know, I, 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 I pretty much anticipated something going wrong there, and it did. I just can't help but feel we should have went for two there. Yeah, pretty crazy ending to the game. Grant, I uh, really appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks, you too. Thanks. Uh, good points from Grant. I will, you know, I didn't think the O-line played particularly well. I understand where he's coming from in terms of the game plan and what they were asked to execute. I didn't think it was the right game plan, number one. Uh, the Ticats didn't run the ball enough. They didn't run it well. Um, you know, four sacks against, I don't like that stat either. I think the O-line could have played a lot better tonight. Uh, back to the phones we go. Anthony has called in into the fifth quarter. Anthony, good evening. Thanks for calling in. Hey, how are you? Uh, you know, you know, 
After a loss, not not feeling too great. Uh, I know, I get it. Um, I, I just wish everybody would uh, ease up on the kicker a bit. Um, okay, he missed he missed the convert, and and it cost them the game. Maybe going into overtime, um, but a lot of great kickers have missed converts uh, in the CFL lately. Um, guys that have been with their teams for a long time, proven guys. Um, the guy in Ottawa who set the pro football consecutive field goal record. I think he either missed a field goal before he went on to the record or, or um, sorry, a convert before he went on to the record, or he missed a convert right after that. So, you know what, I, I realize you guys lost, but just he's up on the guy a bit. I, I don't know. And this two-point talk, I, I don't get that either. You know what, it would have meant to win if you get it, but I think the convert was the right thing to do, to go for. And, uh, like, I, you know, I just don't get it. I think the game was not lost on the convert. I think the game was pretty much handed to you on a silver platter by Dim Witty there and his and his uh, and his quarterback Arbuckle. Um, you know the interception. I think he got uh, the Argos outplayed the Tiger Cats tonight, and I think on Labor Day, um, had he put uh, Macbeth in earlier, that would have been a, a different game. I mean that game, even that game. You know, you take away the interception on the five yard line. And uh, the punt return, um, that's a whole different ball game as well. So, um, you know, just I, my, my call is basically about the kicker, you know. Young guy, he's up. Um, he missed a convert, big deal. You know, guy, the guy in Calgary missed a convert. Guys all over the league have missed converts. And uh, could turn out to be a good kicker. But anyways, that's my call. That's my point. All right. Hey, Anthony, appreciate the call. And, uh, you know, you, you are right in terms of you know, guys miss extra points. And there's no way I would have went for two. I would have went for the extra point. And it's not like he misses every extra point. But that really stung and stunk that he missed that extra point. Hey, stuff happens. Uh, email from Angelo who says, Hi, Rick. No intensity tonight. Kickers got to go. No excuses. Let's forget about this one. Coach O made a poor decision. All in all, Cats not prepared for this one. Player of the game, Evans. And uh, the final call is going to go to Jamie, who's called in in the fifth quarter. Jamie, go ahead. Hey, Jamie, turn your radio down. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hey there. We're just so disappointed in the Hamilton loss tonight, and we just think that Simone Lawrence is probably the worst player ever in the history of football. I, I would disagree with that. Sorry, Jamie. I think we lost our connection here. <laughs> the worst player in the history of football. Uh, hmm. uh, I believe he was a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year in the CFL last year. Not to argue the point, but that's just a fact. Uh, we're plumb out of time. Thanks for all our callers, emailers, tweeters, Facebook Live messengers. Uh, the player of the game tonight voted by you, the fans, is Ticats quarterback Dane Evans. The fifth quarter fan of the night is Joe Number 2. We had a couple of Joes call in. Joe Number 2 made a lot of really good points, was very succinct. Joe, you are our fifth quarter fan of the night. And the big play of the game, <sighs> that missed extra point. My, oh, my. 17-16, the final in favor of the Argonauts. Uh, the next time we're on the air for the fifth quarter is one week from tonight as the Ticats host the Calgary Stampeders. For producer Ben Strawn, my name's Rick Samprin, bidding you a good night here on 900 CHML. 
Where Ticats fans come together, win or lose. Listen after every game to the fifth quarter. Powered by Eastgate 4 on 900 CHML. The fifth quarter podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free, so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.